All right, hey guys, Joe McCall, REI in your car. Those of you that remember, last time, because I'm not that good at remembering, but last time uh, we were chatting, I told you I had two tips, and then I forgot them, so I paused it, and then I came back, and I remembered the two tips, but by the time I explained the first tip, I forgot what the second tip was. So I am still driving, and I just remembered the second tip. So this is the second tip podcast. Just like, you know, uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say a joke that, didn't, that wasn't going to be funny. Anyway, uh, so here's the other thing. Are you guys, are any of you um, licensed agents interested in doing lease purchasing? So if you have zero interest in doing lease options and you have zero interest in becoming a realtor, then just forget this, delete this podcast, don't listen to it, don't waste your time. But uh, here's the cool thing. I love lease options. I've been doing them a long time, and I think they're a fantastic strategy. And I also um, recommend to folks get, to get your license. I think the benefits far outweigh the costs. I think having a license is a good idea. Um, it helps just stay out of trouble with the uh, license police, and um, you know it gives you some accountability, which I think is important. So here's the thing. There's one person in particular I'm thinking of right now that kind of struggling they want to do investing but they kind of don't because they don't like the investing stuff so they got their license and want to do lease options as a realtor all right and so I was coaching I was coaching this person um, about finding motivated sellers you know sending marketing out for sellers and approaching these sellers is potentially doing a sandwich lease option right because a sandwich lease option is is a you offer a fair price, um, you kind of fix a problem. They they have a property that they want to sell but can't, and uh, they don't want to be a landlord. And you can help them by doing a lease purchase. So it's a really good win-win-win for everybody involved. And uh, this person in particular likes the realtor stuff. Okay, so I was thinking about this and thinking, man, how can I? What advice can I give to this person that? wants to do the realtor, wants to wear the realtor hat, and also wants to do lease options, but is having a hard time finding sellers because this person does not have any money to spend on marketing. So it's not like they can go do a bunch of postcards and letters and direct mail, and they don't have the time to do a bunch of texting and emailing on Craigslist and Zillow. Um, So I started thinking about this, and I remembered there's somebody here in St. Louis in my market that has been doing lease options as a realtor for years. I mean, when I got started way back uh, full-time in 2009, this guy was everywhere. And now it's been seven years, almost eight, and uh, this guy's still around and he's still doing the same thing. It's crazy. In fact, I I was actually kind of excited about this. And I called the guy up and I said, oh, you, may not, you probably don't know me. I mean, he gave me a couple offers a while ago in some of my houses for one of his tenant buyers. I said, but I've, I've been kind of watching you and following you for a long time, and you're still doing the same thing. 
and you're doing seems like you're doing really well and I'd like to interview you on my podcast he's like uh who are you <laughs> and I say well you know I explained my podcast and all that stuff and so he's interested I'm going to be interviewing him soon hopefully and uh I was thinking about this and all he does it's really really simple and he goes out and finds buyers tenant buyers he finds tenant buyers first and then he goes and finds a house for them now you can't do that if you're not licensed right that's brokering now you can't like I used to do that <laughs> don't tell anybody just between you and me and the fence post I used to do that I would find the tenant buyers first and then I go find a house for them and I'd sell I'd flip the lease option contract to them and then I started thinking about that and I think ah you know what if that's not okay you can't do that if you're not licensed that's brokering um, so anyway I stopped doing that I used to have a thing on my website called the home finder program and um, yeah so I took that off and anyway long story but this guy's still plugging away doing the same thing for years where he just advertises for tenant buyers and then he gets them into his office he interviews them well, they fill out an application first online, then he talks to them, and if they are good candidates, he goes out and finds a home for them. Guess what? He doesn't have any problems finding homes for these people for various reasons. But let me tell you something that's really cool. I've done a lot of different kinds of deals, and you know which kind of deals are the have the easiest buyers to find? Lease option deals and owner financing deals, right? Uh, if you put out an ad on Craigslist, some bandit signs, put some ads in Facebook, you you can grow. I'm not kidding. With it, if you if you were to do a concentrated Craigslist bandit sign and Facebook ad uh, marketing campaign, um, within a month you could probably have close to several thousand tenant buyers on your list. I'm not kidding. They're they they they're everywhere, and uh, they respond really well to these kinds of this kind of marketing. Why? because they want to buy a house but they can't and there's nobody else out there practically that's offering it to them okay when you can advertise rent to own in a nice neighborhood or a good-looking home in a decent neighborhood uh, you get tons and tons of uh, buyers I mean finding buyers for lease option deals is one of the easiest things in the world to do if your house is priced competitively like if a market if the market rents are are 1200 a month and you're trying to get $1400 a month it's not going to work you're going to you're going to struggle even though it's a lease option so anyway um, so what this guy does is he just advertises now it's funny i may be wrong but i remember he used to advertise just a bunch of homes that he saw and uh, he um, he got in trouble with the local real estate commission or the MLS, whatever, that you can't advertise other people's houses, even though you're an agent, unless you get their express written permission. And I may be wrong, but I know there was somebody in St. Louis that got in trouble for that. And uh, he was doing that at the time. And I remember watching, looking at his website, and he stopped doing that. And I think what he's doing now is he's just finding other realtors that have rentals, rent to own properties, and he's just asking for their permission. Hey, can I advertise your property? And what he does is he advertises these properties all over on Craigslist and signs and stuff like that, newspapers, um, so that he can uh, find tenant buyers who are interested in either that house or houses similar. They're more, he's more doing that to find tenant buyers who are interested in doing a rent-to-own lease option. Okay, and he's everywhere on Facebook. If you, I mean, uh, he's everywhere in Google. If you Google St. Louis lease purchase or whatever rent-to-own homes, 
You'll find his website. He's been doing it for so long. So anyway, um, great way to find tenant buyers, right? Advertise uh, properties. They may not like that one that you're advertising, but you may have another one that you like. He's got a real good website, and um, he gets these people in. They fill out an application online. He gets them into his office. He interviews them. And by the way, guess what? When I called this guy from the phone number on his website, guess what? He answered his phone. He answered his phone. Is there any wonder why he's not successful in doing deals? And how do I know he's doing deals? I started talking to him, and he's got like three or four agents underneath him that are working for him, finding houses for these tenant buyers. So cool. Um, so anyway, if you are an agent and you are thinking about maybe getting your license and you want to do lease options, I'm telling you guys, it's, same, it's the same thing for regular wholesaling. The fastest way to do a regular wholesaling deal, traditional wholesaling, is to find the buyers first. I've talked about this a hundred times on my podcast. You go find the buyers first. Instead of trying to sell buyers what you have, go find out what they want and then go shop for what they want. So it's the same for whole lease options. You find the tenant buyers first that have three to 5% to put down on a house that are a year or two years away from getting a mortgage. And then you find out what they want and then you go find it for them. It's just so much easier that way. And guess how much money he's spending on marketing? Hardly any. He's just doing a bunch of Craigslist ads. I'd be interested to talk to him about the struggles he's had with that. I'm sure it's not easy. He does Craigslist ads and maybe he does signs or Facebook ads or something. He's hardly spending any money getting more buyers than he can handle. So jobs becomes like, how do you filter those buyers out and make sure you find ones that are good? So I, you know, I'm going to guess one out of every 30 applications he gets, well, maybe less than that. One out of every 20 that he gets are going to be good tenant buyers. Uh, so anyway, he's hardly spending any money on marketing and he's finding a ton of deals. Uh, for these people. Hold on one second. So the process is really simple. He finds the buyers first. Then he says, he sends to them either from the MLS or um, just, I don't know sure how yet. I'm going to find this out soon. Um, but he just sends them all the properties that are listed as lease purchase in the MLS. All right. And then he also sends them, um, he, he tells them, listen, he sends them houses that are already listed for lease purchase on the MLS and he also sends them um, from the MLS all of the properties that are listed for rent okay and then he tells them listen go pick 5 10 15 properties that you like go drive by them and then tell me which ones you want me to make an offer on so he's acting as a lease option uh, he's acting as an agent right and so they go out and look for the property they find some that they like and then he contacts the realtors and makes an offer. So how does he make his money, you say? Well, it's a good question. He makes his money several ways. He charges the tenant buyer some money up front um, to, to apply for the programs. So he makes a little bit of money from there. He, he covers his expenses pretty much up front, right? And then um, he gets some commission from the listing agent side, from the seller up front. He gets some of his commission up front. And then... If and when the tenant buyer gets their financing in a year or two, he gets the rest of his commission then. But all of that is negotiable. And sometimes you can actually get more. You know, you could you could present it to the realtor and say, listen, here I got a tenant buyer that wants to buy this house. Um, and I know you want to sell it. But if I bring you a tenant buyer that has five grand to put down on the home, 
let's negotiate the commissions. You you get your seller to agree to pay the three percent up front now, and the three percent at the back end, and then uh, you can get your commission that way. So anyway, some food to th food to food for thought, something to think about, and uh, I am that's all I got. Right, that's all I want to say. So check that out, and I'll be interviewing this guy soon on the podcast, hopefully, if uh, if he uh, if he wants to schedule it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. See ya.